Hi everyone, I'm Riley Blanks, your hostess and the creator of Woke Beauty, a storytelling platform reimagining the everyday act of self-celebration for and by all women. This show brings you unfiltered conversations with a dynamic myriad of female visionaries who have developed personal success despite trauma and hardship by leaning into grit and discernment. We explore the messy interwoven realities of mental health, holistic wellness, intricate family dynamics, racial complexity, and the exceptional discoveries that lead to fulfillment. This is our pledge to the power of resilience and the impact of perspective. Kian Sagari is a roller skating dancer extraordinaire. She thrives off of connecting with people in her community through movement, joy, and liberation. From roller skating in Venice Beach to making incredible dance films for her thriving Instagram audience, well, that's not all. Kian also manages to find time to work a nine to five on the employee experience team for a tech company, developing and curating their wellness program and planning events. She recently proposed to her now fiance, he said yes, and continues to shine like the sun. At the end of our interview, she reminisced on where she was in her career just one year ago. It was so beautiful to hear her expand on her evolution. I just had to throw it here at the beginning. What's the date? The 22nd. Okay, this time last year, I was still hustling. I had three jobs. And I uh, was just like out there trying to get a dance job, you know, like in the commercial world, just auditioning, 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 trying to get dance work. And um, I had very, very little, just, it was a struggle. It really, really was. And I think about my life today and it is just night and day. It's completely different. And um like I said, I think it's because I let go, you know, I let go of, of something I, I think I was holding on to for a little bit too long. Um, but, you know, the timing of it all happened the way it was supposed to, you know, and um, sometimes you do, you just have, you have to let go of things in order for them to come back to you in a different way. And it's, it's hard to recognize that, but I think we all eventually get there with, with certain things. And when you do, it just, it clicks and it works. And um, it's pretty, pretty amazing what can come. Kian, tell me, where were you born and how do you identify with that place? I was born in Los Gatos, California. So that's in the Bay Area, just about an hour south of San Francisco. And it's a small town. One of the main ways I identify with Los Gatos is is the fact that it's small and that I did feel very protected and safe in the bubble of our town. 
And I think that that was very important for me growing up to feel that safety and closeness. Uh, even in my school, in my elementary school, it was only 36 of us in our class. So it was really small. And I think that was important for my upbringing to not feel like I could get lost. Um, so I, I identify with that protection a lot and uh, people knowing me and me knowing people because I think it, it helped me feel ready to live my, to really live my life once I left. And I felt ready to get out there and see things and do more. But, you know, growing up, it, I think it was really important to, to have that, to have that safety net really is the best way I can describe it. Yeah, it's a special place. I, I don't think I would want to live there now <laughs> as an adult. Why not? But, well, because it's, you know, it's not a big place. And not that I need big, but it, it's not very culturally diverse. And, um, you know, I, I think I personally need a little bit more of a faster paced lifestyle. Uh, but I do like the calmness of it, which, which living in LA now, I feel like you can live in a, in an area of LA where you kind of get the best of both worlds, where you can be removed from the hustle and bustle, but still be close enough to it that you can tap in anytime. What do you like best about living in LA? Well, I am obsessed with the sun and with being warm. I think feeling warmth brings me so much joy like the physical sensation of feeling warm turns into joy for me because again it feels like I'm being I'm protected in a way like I'm being hugged and held it, it just feels really good on my body and that translates to me feeling calm and comfortable so I like that about LA the the weather definitely Obviously, the traffic, not so much, but I, I also really love the connections that I've made with people. I think L.A. brings a really interesting pool of folks um, who all are here for very, very different reasons, but we all can kind of relate to each other in the reasons that we're, that we're living in L.A., and I think that instantly connects us to each other. I've made friends faster living in LA than I've made living anywhere else. And it, it's not superficial friendships at all. We've gone deep really quickly and connected really strongly. So I, I appreciate that. I think people are really ready to be open and vulnerable here. And I don't know if that's because predominantly it's a city full of artists or creatives, or if it's because of just kind of the West Coast vibe and lifestyle. But yeah, I, I really appreciate the honesty and vulnerability that I've seen in, in friends that I've made. Yeah. Sounds I think it, like, it comes... um, it's, sorry to cut you off. It sounds no, like, no. like this feeling of security is really important to you. And I wonder if that, if you get that um, through skating. 
Mm. Yeah, actually, what an interesting connection. I, I definitely do. I definitely do because when I started skating, it, it really was a way for me to find a new way of moving my body because I, I was basically at the tail end of my professional dance career. And so I started skating because I really, really needed something else that was still physical, that was still musical, that was still engaging, uh, but, it, but for it to not be dance. I just needed something else really similar to dance, but not dance because of, because of the difficulties of being a dancer. And I just needed to separate from that. And so skating really was that for me. It was kind of this escape into a new world that was really innocent and fun and carefree and free-spirited and full of people who were really loving and warm and welcoming and just fun, fun people to be around. Um, everyone, well, all of my friends at least that I've met through skating, we all have such an incredible passion for it that there's really no way for us to to not support each other because we all have so much love for this one shared thing. Mm. Um, so yeah, I definitely think I was kind of escaping from this world of dance that had a lot of pain and turmoil in it. And I was really seeking a, a landing pad so to speak and um skating has definitely been that and the skate community has been that for me for sure I, I feel very safe when I'm when I'm skating with my with my mates <laughs> what was the turmoil of dancing what took a turn for you so I've been dancing since I was three I'm 30 years old now and um I think when you're pursuing your passion for that long and you turn it into a career as well, inevitably joy will be taken out of it simply because of the pursuit of the career aspect, right? Like you, you have your art, you have your passion, but when you put the stress of finances, when you put the stress of survival the stress of making it to whatever extent make it means, it, it really impacts your ability to just drop in and let go and feel free in your body, especially with dance, because it, it's obviously so much about your body and your physicality, you know, your body is your instrument. So it got to a point for me where the survival aspect and the love were just not, they weren't able to work together anymore. It just, it was starting to be too miserable. The, the need to, to make it and to pay for my life and to feel grounded and to feel uh, rejuvenated. It just, they, they couldn't coexist anymore. Um, so I, I really just got to a point where I had to make a change and I, I'm, I sound really dramatic right now. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't all bad, of course, 
you know, I, I had a very successful career and I, I performed in a lot of theaters with some incredible dancers. I've done some work of really brilliant choreographers and I've even been able to choreograph and perform my own work, which I'm really grateful for. Um, but I think it, it just got to a point where I, my priorities had changed. You know, what, what I wanted when I was a teenager is no longer what I wanted once I was approaching 30. Um, so yeah, it just, it felt like I needed to shift and just find my joy for dance again and not have it be strictly for the pursuit of a career. And not to mention that dance is just, I mean, it is a, it's a brutal, it's a brutal art form. You know, you're really hard on your body that can really only last for so long. And you, you demand a lot of yourself. A lot is expected of you. There's competition, which, you know, for me after a while felt exhausting. I just couldn't, couldn't compete anymore. Um, and at first I felt like that meant I was a failure or it meant that I don't love dance enough. But I think eventually I realized that that's not what it means. It actually means that I love dance too much to keep putting myself in a situation that's not making me happy um, or in a situation that's going to take away my love of dance. So, yeah, it was kind of all of those things put together. And not to mention hustling in L.A. is so hard. It is so hard. Um, you know, and my hat goes off to anyone and everyone who is here in LA or anywhere, honestly, in the world pursuing their passion um, because it's challenging and you get you get hit with roadblocks every step of the way. Uh, and it's really all about navigating those. And sometimes you got to let go and then you just never know what might come to you after that. So that, yeah. that's, where, that's where I got to at the end. Yeah, I totally get that. And I mean, you can critique it however you want. I don't see it as a dramatic analysis. I, yeah. I played tennis for 15 years, picked up a racket mm. when I was five, and I left home when I was 12 and was homeschooled and um, literally like lived like an adult, like from a pretty young age and quit when I was um uh, gosh, I was 19. So, you know, it was my identity for yeah. half, more than half of my life, you know? So I've had to like, totally. over the past decade, like completely reconfigure how I look at myself, you know? And 100%. It's, it's similar in that tennis is, it's just you and yourself. Like you have to rely on your mind, body and spirit, you know? And mm -hmm. it's a very meditative sport. Um, but it's also pretty gruesome and physical and, oh, yeah. and, yeah. So I do understand that sort of, you know, people might say, oh, do you, you know, do you burn out? And it feels so trite because it's like, no, like we divorced, you know, like that was totally. literally my entire life. Like I, yeah. I trained eight hours a day, like everything oh, yeah. I did was for that sport. So yeah. no, it wasn't like a sizzle. Like it was an no. explosion, you know, um, 100%. that was all I knew. So yeah, it, I, I think it is fair to be like pretty locked in and, and look at that and think like, yeah, that was, that was everything to me. And, and now mm -hmm. it's not. And that story in and oh. of itself is really interesting and speaks oh, to yeah. 
you know, your sense of self and like your ability to see something that might not even exist yet, you know? So totally. Um, yeah. The, the identity crisis was a huge part of it for me. I mean, all, all I knew was dance. All I knew was my body and movement and how, you know, you introduce yourself to someone. Hi, I'm Kian. What do you do? I'm a dancer. I mean, it's like, there was nothing else for me to say. I didn't, I don't even, at the time, I didn't even know what else I liked doing really besides dance. Um, so it was a brutal year of slowly getting to the point where I could finally accept that I need to shift lanes um, and and the identity, the identity of it all was, was really the hardest part, I think. And, um, you know, I mean, and to, to your point of, of how much time that you dedicate and commit to, to your craft yeah, I mean, it's day in, day out. It's what you think about. It's what you eat, sleep, and drink. I mean, it's it's everything. And I think for me, I also ran into a few people along the way that I worked for who were very abusive and made me question everything about dance, made me question my love for it, made me question my value and my sense of self-worth. And um you know, that, that also contributed to me needing to step away from it for a while and just give myself some space and, and allow myself to find other aspects of who I am. Yeah. So, so you said that skating has healed you when you mm-hmm. talked previously. Um, and it, you, you said it in a way that that was like, very light you know you're like yeah, this this thing has healed me you know it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like there was no sadness or bitter it was like a very like jovial like lovely man this thing has healed me you know what I mean yeah. like, oh that's cool <laughs> yeah so what do you mean by that well you know like I said I am um, I started skating before I retired from dance about a year before and it was great because I was a beginner at something again. You know, I had no idea how to find my balance. I had no idea how to do anything on on my skates. Like it, it was really just try and not eat shit and fall. Like that's all, that's my only thing that I was thinking about was, okay, be present, focus on your body weight and where you are on your feet so that your legs don't go flying out from under you. Like that, that was it. And I think that is why skating healed me because it forced me to be so present. Every time I had my skates on, I couldn't think about anything else in my life, nothing. Because if I did, I'd be on my ass, you know? Um, so it, it really indirectly was a meditation. And then I ended, I, a week would go by and I look back and oh yeah I've skated maybe four times this week that meant I meditated four times and each time was at least a couple hours and you know giving giving my my brain and my body that opportunity to check out of all the other stuff happening in life is what healed me and continues to heal me, honestly. Um, eventually, over time, I improved. 
And then once I got to a point where I could just jam out and I was feeling, I felt my flow. I started incorporating some of my dancing onto my, onto my skates. At that point, then it really started to feel like, oh yeah, this is, this is really healing me. Yeah. It's like, I knew it, I knew it in the beginning, but I, it didn't really click until a little later. Once I, I, I had my, my strength and my confidence and I could actually start to bring my artistry into it, then that's when I, I really felt that this is just giving me so much joy and uh, helping me more than I even realized at the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of us, if we were to just like glance at your Instagram, you know, we'd mm-hmm. be like, oh, cool. Like she's a skater. Like that's what she does, you know? Right. But alas, you actually have a nine to five job as well. (laughs) Like, okay, this girl. (laughs) Um, And it's not like you're just, you know, this person on Instagram, you're, you're pretty active there. You're engaged, you know, Um, which I always think no matter who you are is impressive because it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a job in and of itself. Right. You know that I know you're experiencing that right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so I'm curious and I'm, I know we kind of hit on this, so maybe it's something to sift through for yourself as well. How are you juggling all of these different aspects of your life? And and I know that, like, what does that mean? You know, how do we do anything? I mean, we just do it, right? But how are you doing it and and still thriving? Mm-hmm. Um, where where are you finding the joy still, even amongst the chaos? My boyfriend has been an incredible help. He's been with me 12 years. And um, he has been my number one supporter this whole time. And especially with skating, he's seen how much it's, it's changed my life and is just so excited for all of the success that I've been seeing um, through my social media and, and the job opportunities that it's procured. And he has been a tremendous help. Um, he helps me get back to emails. He helps me organize. Uh, upcoming jobs and he helps lay a groundwork so that I can continue to do the creative work and of course the business side as well but um, he he's been a rock for me through all of this so I will say that I haven't been able to do it all on my own definitely not it's taken he and I together to to really chip away at everything but I do really value my calendar. My calendar is a huge way for me to stay organized and on top of everything. Of course, my nine to five is nine to five. So I, I give myself fully to that during the day. Uh, usually during my lunch break for my nine to five is when I'll look through some emails in the middle of the day for my uh, skating work. And um and then it really is like as soon as we're, as soon as I close my computer for work, it's okay. Let me open my computer for my skating stuff. And if if everything has been handled for the day, then it's let me run out the door, throw my skates over my shoulder, and go get some get some skating in. And whether that's a practice session, whether that's recording for content, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, it really is just trying to to tackle it as it comes 
And some days I'm not successful at all. Some days I just ignore my phone entirely. And then, you know, I have extra emails to go through the next day. But I think for the most part, I'm really excited about all of my inquiries that come through skating. So I'm usually pretty pumped to sit down and, and chip away at, at that side of the job. Um, yeah, and, and you know, it's also, it's about utilizing your time as much as you can and as well as you can. I think I started to neglect other parts of my life, which is what I want to start refocusing on. For instance, we just moved into a new apartment and we still have so much in boxes and that I, every day I look in the living room and I think, oh God, we really have to unpack. Um, but, you know, I'm preoccupied with all these other things. So I think for me, actually, how do I balance all of the attention that I'm giving to my work and to my skating with actually being able to cook food and sleep still for a full eight hours and take a shower and, you know, call, call my family and say hi. So it's, I'm, it's, I'm at the beginning of it still. And I, I think I, I'm definitely going to be learning a lot in the next months to come. Uh, but, you know, I, I try my best. It's not always perfect, but yeah, you know, that's, that's okay. <laughs> I will say with the boxes, I don't know, I've moved a lot. And I also recently we um, we got like a new closet. We live in an old house and mm -hmm. our closet was pretty janky. And so we got it was a gift from one of my parents it was like an alpha nice. insert. Yeah. yeah. And it's like been life changing. And it also like incentivized me to just completely purge a ton of so stuff nice. and yeah. finally reorganize things. And what I did is I put everything that I wanted to go through in a corner. And then just over the past couple of weeks, I've just pulled out like one box at a time. If I have mm -hmm. 30 minutes here, 15 minutes there, and I'll go through it. And then if my time runs out, I'm like, all right, I put the box back, you know, and then pretty soon that box is done. And then and instead of because I don't know the way I am, I can be obsessive. I can be like project, got to go all the way in, you know, and then totally. I'm up to like 5am and I my eyes are like thing. drooping. <laughs> yeah. I do the same it's thing. like, oh why do we do God. that to our self-sabotage? <laughs> I, I actually literally did that last week because my mom was coming over to visit and, uh, you know, she wanted to see the new place. And she said to me, Keon, please make sure that the house looks nice for when I get there. And my heart just because I was like oh my god this house does not look no one even I shouldn't be seeing the house like this like that's how bad it was and so I pulled an all-nighter just cleaning Aww. but I but I was so in it you know like I I do get once I start then I actually have a really hard time stopping which is yeah. why I'm saying like even with my skate work like I I'll get really into it and then I need to remember, oh, you need to close the computer and go, you know, for a walk or something. <laughs> I totally get that. And I think I think for those of us for those of us who have that inclination, it can be really soothing to do the inverse, you know, and totally. for the inverse to then work. It's like, oh, well, at least I have that in my back pocket. Like I have that mm -hmm. as an option, you know, just in case I don't have 12 hours to just like tackle this one thing, you know. Um, yes. But but yeah, I 
I do understand that kind of work-life balance. And sometimes I wonder, or the struggle of it, and I wonder if sometimes it's just that's not this phase. Like sometimes maybe the phase isn't balance, you know, like why are we constantly seeking that? Maybe the balance Mm -hmm. is not always being balanced, you know, maybe the balance is like finding balance within the imbalance, you know? So I I don't know. I think there's something to be said for just being like right now, my life is just grinding and skating and working. Mm -hmm. And that those are my priorities. Cool. You know, like, I think we, in like the world of wellness or whatever, we become way too obsessed with being well. And then we like forget what it even means to be it well. You know? you know, it's like it yeah, stresses so. you out to be well. I mean, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think what I prefer to focus on is less of how can I find the balance and more so am I okay with how I'm spending my time? This episode is in partnership with CamilleStyles.com, an online publication for everyone who aspires to a life well-lived. Every day, Camille Styles provides engaging storytelling and imagery to inspire the pursuit of your passions on the path to creating the best version of yourself. My series, Beyond Skin Deep, on CamilleStyles.com serves as a visual representation of Woke Beauty podcast features. The column showcases stories from creators, makers, and community shapers, female visionaries who seamlessly bridge holistic health, authentic inclusivity, conscious artistry, and a unique path to healing and restoration. The best stories are told across the spectrum. Here you hear her, there you see her. To read more and to see vivid photographs of our guests taken by yours truly, visit CamilleStyles.com. So how do you feel about Instagram and your following and how did like, I don't know, you grew pretty quickly, right? And skating's become such a like phenomenon and it's, and I know, you know, the history of skating and, you know, what does it make you feel? I mean, I feel like you're you're a young spirit, but you're an old soul. Like you're down to earth. Like you're a cool girl. You're not like mm-hmm. wrapped up in the BS, you know? Yeah. And you you've got like you you're catching people's eye, you know? So mm-hmm. what is that like and how does that make you feel? Is are you competitive? Do you feel that tension in LA? Just I don't know, like drop the veil. What's what's that like? Yeah, I mean, I'll, it, it, it's honestly twofold. So on one side, it's ridiculous to me that I have so many people following me. Like I, 145,000 people is, I think is about where it's at right now. Like I, I honestly can't even process that. And, you know, to me, sometimes it just, it feels like too much attention for one person. And then I think about you know, other other people who have way bigger, way, way more followers or famous people or whatever it is who get a lot of attention. And it, it makes me think, wow, I mean, it's it's a lot for me to even handle right now. Like, I can't even imagine what it would be for those for those other people. Um, so it, it is a lot to process. Uh, but, you know, it does make me be more thoughtful about what I'm putting out because plain and simple, more people will see it. More people will hear it or read it or share it. And so it it is making me 
uh, pause and really think about what I'm saying and doing. And not that, you know, I'm just skating, like it's, I'm really not doing anything negative by any means, but it does all, it makes me really think like, okay, if, if I'm going to share this, how is it potentially going to be interpreted by different groups of people? Or could it be potentially interpreted a certain way? And um, I like to just be really mindful of that. So there is that one side of it that is, wow, it's, an, it's intense. It's a little bit scary. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm only putting out things that, that are positive and inspiring and, and just fun and carefree. And then, of course, there's the other side that, yeah, I mean, I've been a performer and an entertainer my whole life. So you're damn right I'm excited that a lot of people are seeing me perform and that I get to have an audience that's bigger than just, you know, the seats in a theater. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have a, a wider a wider audience and that's so exciting for me that I get to maybe go on live and do a skate session on my live on Instagram and, you know, 300, 400 people are watching and it's exhilarating. It's so awesome. And it yeah. feels, it feels really good. So, you know, there's, there's those, there's that duality for it for me. And then of course, in terms of the actual skating and, and the com competitiveness of it, as you were saying, you know, I think with my really close friends who we all skate together and we're, we're kind of in a group together in the beginning, we really just wanted to level up with each other. Like we were so hungry to learn and to grow. And we're still very, very hungry to, to grow and continue to develop our skills. But in the beginning, before we, any of us had the attention that we have now, we really came together and just, we, we kind of tapped into a trance with each other you know, where we were just vibing to music, cruising the beach or, you know, skating in a parking lot, whatever it is. It, so it was really bonding. And I feel really lucky that we had that time before, you know, skating kind of came onto the social scene as yeah. it has. Because now we really do support each other. I mean, of course, I think there's a, a little bit of, oh, I want to skate to this song and I want to make sure no one else skates to it before I post it. You know, like there's there's things like that of wanting to protect our creativity and make sure that we still feel like we're putting out original content. And so in that sense, there is a little bit of, hey, I, I'm going to stay in this lane, you stay in that lane type of thinking. But it's all this we're all in our own lanes on the same highway though. You know what I mean? Right. And and we're all, we're all moving forward together. And, you know, we always put our blinker on before we change lanes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we really yeah. look out for each other and we really, um, we understand the rules of the road and we just, we all want to get to the destination together, whatever that destination is. It's skate Nirvana. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's really been, fantastic uh skating skating with my crew and it's so exciting that we're all seeing attention together like we're we're all getting uh a lot of recognition on social media and it's it's awesome 
it really is exciting. And, and it's even more exciting when we get booked to do jobs together, because then we're like, hell yes, we're, we're making money and we're skating and we're doing it together. And it's just, we never ever thought that this would happen. So, you know, mm -hmm. to bring it back to, to one of your first questions, I had to let go of dance so that I could make room for something else. And at the time I had no idea what that other thing was going to be, no idea. But the only way I was going to find out was through letting go. And it's funny because now dance has kind of come back to me in this very different way, but in a way that allows me to feel really empowered and in control of, of myself and of my career and all the job opportunities that I'm getting. I want to know how you find it within yourself to practice, to be disciplined, to persevere, but, and while still having fun, you know, mm -hmm. like, how do you, how do you be better and like, and still enjoy it, you know? Um, or yeah. do you, th do you think that those can work in tandem or do you think that it's just kind of a trade-off? Some days it's fun. Some days it's just work. Some days it's fun. Some days it's just work. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'd say it is a little bit of both. I think I'm in a, I'm in a different place in my life than I was, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, when I was really at the start of um, pursuing my dance career. And I think for me, I, I really do value my practice like even with dance and now with skating having that practice time where there's no um expectation is really uh, therapeutic I think the difference for me in dance they're kind of there what there were expectations you know you have to look a certain way you have meaning technically you have to your technique has to be at a certain level your body positions have to be in a certain way, otherwise you're not doing it right. But with skating, there's definitely technique that you need to learn, but it really is open to interpretation and everyone's bodies move differently. And I personally have experienced that skating um, is just, it really opens up the the doors for your own personal style. And um, so that's what really allows me to enjoy my skating, even when I'm skating just to get content or I'm skating to, to just enjoy it and practice and learn a mo new move, let's say. So just the fact that I can show up as who I am and that is, that's okay. And that's enough. And there's, nothing else that I need to live up to that brings me so much joy and so how kind of how I find the balance is if I'm going out and I know it's a content day then I just accept it as it is like hey it's a content day so how can I make that film that portion of filming really really fun even if it's not going to be as long as I want or it's not going to be as you know focused as I want and that's when I just really let my personality come out. I'm like, okay, let me wear an outfit that I know is going to make me smile, 
with bright colors. Let me be in a setting that is going to make me feel good. And let me put on a song that I'm just really vibing to right now. And then that way, when I'm filming, it's, it's still really amazing and super fun. This might be a weird question. Maybe we'll squash it. But like, I, I feel like when I think about, or if I were like younger and I were listening to you and I saw you on Instagram, one of my friends was like, oh, my daughter, he, he saw the video I posted. She loves her. Like she follows her. Oh. And this little girl is like 12, you know, and she's obsessed with skating. And so like, you know, if I were her, I would imagine I could see her thinking of you like a movie star or something, you know, mm. and like, and those movie stars, when you think of them, they have like characteristics, they have like MOs, you know, like, right. And I, I feel like you do have that, like as a brand, like there are certain parts of you that like make you who you are as like neon Keon, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, but I kind of want you to tell me what they are. Like if you could describe yourself and like what you're into, like, what do you, what do you, like, what's your favorite ice cream? Like, you know, like what is yeah. your, like, who is she? Like, who is that? Who is that girl who's neon Keon, the skater? Mm -hmm. What would be like, what comes to mind? Look, I think I think Neon Keon is truly the manifestation of me fully accepting myself as I am. You know, my whole life, I tried to not have curly hair. Alas, I have curly hair. My whole life, I tried to be, you know, longer and taller and, and you know, have this perfect dance body that I so desperately wanted. Um, but, you know, I, I have my body and and you know, I, I also really try to, to, I mean, I'd say in general, I'm a little bit of, I am an A type. So I, I do get a little bit stuck on one thing, trying to work out or, you know, just really keeping my focus on one thing. And I need to remind myself to relax and, and not get too caught up in things and skating like Neon Keon, which is me, obviously, in this skating brand is relaxed and is go with the flow because you're on wheels for crying out loud. Like anything can happen. You can't expect anything. All you can do is, you know, like I said before, just drop into the moment and, and, um, you know, if you fall, you just get back up and you go again and you don't, you don't hold on to anything. So that, that is my brand. It's accepting what I am. It's accepting who I am and it's, it's highlighting it. Like I literally highlighted my hair because I wanted I, I decided I don't want to hide my hair anymore I want everyone to see it and I want it to be as big as it possibly can because I want everyone to see it you know and to know that I'm not embarrassed or shy or ashamed of it as I used to be and um you know and and anytime I get a video that I, if I'm lucky enough to get a video of me falling I share it because I want everyone to see look I fell and it was hilarious. And I got back up again. And thankfully, I didn't get injured. But, you know, I, I like sharing those aspects of myself that for so long, I didn't feel comfortable sharing. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, and to and to answer your other question, uh, my favorite ice cream is cookies and cream. But I'll be honest, like I cannot eat ice cream anymore without getting incredibly gassy, and that's just something that I've had to accept as I've grown up. So you know, there's that, and uh, and I and I love clouds, and I love bright colors, and I love my Iranian heritage, and I love my boyfriend and I love my cat Bosu and I love sleeping on my back and I love watching cartoons and I love electronic music and I love my family. Mm. Those <laughs> are all such the great color things. Pink. <laughs> pink is my favorite color and I'm not afraid to say that. I love that. What a, yeah, it's so cool. Like, I just think it's fascinating how we land on things we love and why we love them and how they contribute to how we see ourselves and then how that contributes to how we behave in the world. I love what you said about your hair and, and how you enhanced it in that way. And um, it's compelling me to ask you more about your ethnicity, which came up in your in your little description of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um so I'd love for you to kind of talk about that a little bit more. How do you think it contributes to how you experience life? Yeah, well, I'm, so my family is from Iran, um, but I'm first generation. So I, I was born here in the States. And, um, you know, I, my whole life growing up, we would go to Iran for the summers. And so I saw other people living a life very different from mine from a young age. And I saw how, how um, oppression exists in the world and how my family navigated it. And I saw so much strength and I learned a lot of strength through seeing them and being with them and visiting um, visiting Iran. And so I think for me, I always had such an appreciation for what opportunities I have living in America. You know, I don't, I would have never been able to be a professional dancer if I lived in Iran. And um, I, I really, I've never taken that for granted. And even now with skating, you know, I wouldn't be able to skate like I do if I lived in Iran. And um, I think there's other things I would have done just just like anyone, you, you find a way to still live your life and to fulfill your passions. So, you know, I think I, I still would have been fine, but um, with, with the preferences that I have now and with the things that I enjoy doing, I, I'm really cognizant, that, uh, cognizant of the fact that, um, you know, I'm, I'm lucky to live where I do. Mm-hmm. And not to mention, you know, I feel really strongly tied to my culture. I speak Farsi. I, you know, like I was saying, I visit Iran. I still have lots of family there. And um, it, it, uh, it helps me feel connected um, to, to my family in a way that's just really, really special. And I think... I, I I feel like I really get best the best of both worlds. Like I'm, I live in America, which is a is a great country, and we have 
so much opportunity here, living here. And, um, but then I, I also get to go experience uh, a really unique and rich and, and full, like a culture full of history. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it shapes me into who I am today, definitely. I don't know how much um, it is, how much it exists in my skating, except for the fact that I do have some great Middle Eastern music that I really want to bust out soon. I'm like, I've been, I've been kind of working up to it. I'm like, okay, I think it's time for some really good traditional Iranian music for me to skate yes. to, for everyone to get a taste of that part of me. But, um, but yeah, you know, I, I like sharing my culture as much as I can. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I feel uh, very just, just lucky. I mean, I don't have another word for it. I just feel lucky that I, I've even been able to have uh, access to, to this, to this other really beautiful culture. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, you know, I, I think I also connect to, to other people who are first generation like there's something about being a first generation kid growing up in America that you just kind of you get each other when you meet and um, because there's just a lot of shared experiences even if their parents are from a different different country other than Iran there's just a lot of similarities so I feel like I've I've also made a lot of really really great friends um, because we bond over bond over that experience and it, it's unique it's a unique one for sure yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. I love how you how you spoke about that. I um I do think it's so interesting like the just how we assimilate, you know, mm -hmm. and how you can still carry your blood and like carry your culture in another place, you know. Yeah. Um and so so yeah, we we all should feel very lucky that you're here enhancing <laughs> our country. You know what I mean? <laughs> If you could, um, I don't know, share a piece of wisdom with us, whether it's, um, it could even be like something your parent once told you, or it could be a book or a poem or a film or a podcast or a song or anything. Um, what would it be? Just a piece of advice that I wish I could have given myself 10 years ago is that everything will be okay it will even if there's pain even if there's loss even if there's suffering it will be okay because because every day and every moment really is an opportunity for you to make a change like you don't you don't have to do anything you don't really want to do. And um I think for me I got really stuck in this fear that things aren't going to work out or that you know just being really worried that all of my effort wasn't going to amount to anything or um that I was going to fail. And, you know, I did fail a little bit along the way and things didn't exactly work out like how I had initially imagined, but they still worked out in their own beautiful way. And 
even from this point into my future, it's going to work out in, in a different way than what I'm anticipating right now, for instance. And so, yeah, I mean, my biggest piece of advice is just try to not sweat it too much. You know, if, if you're doing something because you have a goal, if you're doing something because it feels right to you in the moment, then, then do it. And, and maybe right then and there, it feels really hard. Um, but, you know, motion is motion, right? Like as long as you're not completely standing still, things will happen and you will, you will evolve and things will come your way. They just will. Like that's, they just will. I mean, I, I don't know if that's science, but they just will. Like what you put out will come back in some way, shape or form. And then it's just about how, how you take that and, um, and use it for yourself. So, and I know that that's easier said than done because if I did tell myself that at 21, I would have laughed and then, you know, told you to get out of my face, right? But I mean, I really like, now that I've kind of, I've lived that, I actually feel like I can tell myself that now. Like I can tell myself, hey, Keon, just chill. Like everything is gonna be okay and it will work out. And then I go, oh yeah. It will, because I've already seen it happen for myself. And, you know, it hasn't all been smooth sailing by any means. And it probably won't be smooth sailing in the future. But, um, you know, if you're in a sturdy boat, then you will, you will find the motion of the ocean and, and you'll figure it out. You really will. So trust yourself. Don't worry too much. And um, yeah, that's it. That's really it. That was roller skate dancing queen, Keon Sigari. You can find Keon on Instagram at Neon Keon. Thank you so much for joining us. You can connect with us on Instagram at Woke Beauty or me at Riley Blanks and learn more at WokeBeauty.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps a lot. Until next time, have a beautiful day, even if it's not that beautiful. Oh.